Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Rockcast brought to you by Onyx Hunt Maps. It is Tuesday, September 28th. We're going to tackle another episode of Tipsy Tuesday. Um, hopefully, well, everybody's archery season is probably starting to really wind down, at least out here in the West for elk. Um, we went, I got to go a couple of weekends, didn't spend as much time out as I kind of anticipated, but um, still ended up finding a pretty decent deer that we're going to be back in for uh, during rifle season, which will be good. Um, headed to guide an elk hunt here before uh, actually this week. So that'll be good, but that'll be with a rifle. And then that'll pretty much kick off uh, the rifle season and I'll be pretty dang busy till mid-December or so. So should have some good episodes uh, coming to you, hopefully debrief from some of our rocks, uh, Rock Slide team members on their September and how that went. So uh, that's pretty much what's going on. So uh, diving in here over on the Rock Slide forums, we have all the photo contests going on right now. So there's like best elk photo, um, which is going to be sponsored, uh, going to be sponsored, geez, by Kafaru. And then we have the Whitetail Best Contest photo that's sponsored by First Light, I believe. Then there's the same thing for Mule Deer. There's one for Sheep. There's a youth thread that is going on. So, um, yeah, go check those photo contests out. And latest episodes, as far as those go, we have Doll Sheep Part 1 and 2. Part 1 was basically me and my camera guy. We told the story, like the day-to-day story, what happened. And then the Part 2, I'm talking by myself, going through all the gear that I used. And whether I'd take it again or not, what I would switch up and whatnot. So you could check that out. Um, let's see. New Rock Slide articles. Robbie posted one last week that was called the Mule Deer Podcast Mania. Um, which is basically, it lays out all of the, um, the podcast that he's been on here just in the last little bit. And then William Hansen reviewed the Kafaru Mod Deuce, which is a giant, uh, giant bag. So those are the new rock slide articles. Then on to hot news. We have Hunter found a hunter in Utah, found the remains of another hunter that went missing 53 years ago. So in uh, Lemhi, Utah, in the East Fork of Hayden Creek, uh, it says Raymond Jones disappeared while bow hunting mountain goats at age 39, which was 53 years ago for him. And they did a search, but severe snowy weather ended the search. It sounded like, I read another article, sounded like he had like a group of people and then they were like camping together and then they were going out and hunting together. And he went out hunting and they never, he never came back and they never could find him. Um, so he was missing, like gone. Um, and last year, I believe it said that if he was alive today, he would be like 92, I want to say. Um, and his then wife was, uh, was, is still alive. So she at least has some, some closure there, but there was another, hunter out there and they found his remains all still fairly intact like his wallet was still near him as well and has driver's license in it so that's why you could find that i we read another article last night that was really unfortunate there was it was kind of the same situation i don't even remember what state it was in but 
it was like a husband wife went backpacking um something about the husband was going to meet the wife back at the trailhead the trail or the the wife went off the trail a little ways to sounds like go to the bathroom and she like got turned around and couldn't get back on the trail and started going away from the trail and just like a bad situation and she had three days of food and she tried to send text messages out that said like call the park ranger because I don't and ask him what I should do because I don't know where I am and I don't I don't know what to do and then she sent another one out that was like the next day and it was like I'm like really in distress like I really don't know where I am like please send help and the there was another like a an air force guy I think that recently it's been two and a half years since she essentially went missing and he came up on her camp and just she was like in the sleeping bag and I guess just starved to death they found her like a journal and she just kept writing in the journal and like letters to her family and such and it's like the worst nightmare that I have pretty much um and uh and yeah she lived gosh Leah told me this 27 days I think she lived like as far as when she wrote in the journal every day she lived 27 days off of three days of food just like rationing it out as far as I can tell um but yeah worst nightmare worst nightmare ever and that's something that like it it turned from something that didn't seem like that serious like got a little lost from the trail like you'll figure it out to like a full-on 27 days starving to death it's just absolutely awful so that leads me to tell you to buy an inreach and there's reason that those things are uh out there now i mean obviously at the time she did not even have the option to have one but um but now you do so my advice is to get an inreach get a zolio get a somewhere um cal was talking about those the other day that he used and get something that you can get help because that didn't seem like a very crazy situation and that would be one that if you did hit the SOS button after three days because you were lost, people would probably make fun of you. But the alternative is starve to death after 27 days for you know some people. It's just very sad. So tell your friends to get an in-reach. Um, okay, uh, this already happened, unfortunately, but I thought it was interesting and interesting enough to note. So Montana auctioned off uh, auctioned off seized items from wildlife in, uh, incidents the other day on Saturday, this last Saturday, the 25th. Um, <clears throat> so it included 50 bighorn skulls, moose, deer, elk, bear, mountain goat, Lions, antelope, bobcats, and more from poaching incidents. So, like, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and then it said, all the profit from the sale went to Montana Fish and Wildlife Parks. General licenses account to fund conservation and restoration projects and programs. So, that's interesting. So, now on to the hot minute. Quite a while back, I talked to Ross Russell about elk hunting. He hunts in, like, extremely... Um, dense timber, like North Idaho type stuff, but a very, uh, successful elk hunter. So I wanted to, I'm just going to take a snippet out of that podcast and I'm going to insert it in here for a good tidbit we got from him. And, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Thomas, I just like to be in the mountains. And so, (laughs) um, 
<laughs> if I'm chasing elk or looking for elk antlers, then I'm having fun. Um, the late season at this stage in North Idaho has tended to be my better time. So starting from the 19th to the end of the season, which is September 30th. So I really prefer that time at cooler, more redding activity, uh, just to have better success in the last decade later in the month than early. And then the rifle season, Idaho lets you start October 10th, and they tend to still be talking pretty good. So I've had a, a good string of open and day bulls. I like that. And then when I've uh, gotten the tag in Montana, uh, the late season stuff has been a lot of fun when the snow comes in in November. But they've still been talking a lot of times um, in late October as well. Um, so several of my Montana bulls have been still uh, bugling up a storm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, kind of with that thick North Idaho stuff, uh, do you have any advice for calling in that dense of timber? Uh, yes, get good, uh, get very good at your calling and getting close. And, um, a lot of my bulls have been taken with raking either in combination with the calling or just plain raking. Um, it seems like in these close interactions that, the the jungles, as we say, allow, you can get really aggressive with the raking. And at times, you know, you do the raking, you throw a, a scream over your shoulder, run in 15 yards, and then lo and behold, they come in. And, and we know calling isn't magic and it doesn't work all the time, but when it does, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Is there a, oh, is there kind of a, a target elevation you try to focus on when you're, when you first go into an area? Um, I guess in that, in that dense timber as well, do you, is there a kind of a elevation that you try to start at that, you know, that they might be around and then go up or up or down depending, or do you just get, I mean, you probably know where to go by now. Yeah. And most of the elk in this area tend to run the band, which I've talked to many elk hunters through the decades, they call it the elk zone. So kind of that zone that's in between where most guys won't go or it takes too long for them to get there if they don't start early and so the biggest mountains in this area tend to be up at about 6,000 feet the base elevation somewhere 2,700 so on average the elk tend to be in that 33 to 4,000 foot range excuse me so I try to get if it's early archery or archery season period, then I'm up high listening, so you can obviously use the the elevation to your advantage to hear a long ways, and then just move in to where you either believe they are or where you actually hear some. If it's rifle season, then just trying to get in that zone until the snow really pushes them down. So I'd say that magic elevation has tended to be 3,000 to 4,000. Okay. That's good info. With those, you know, with the wolves, if you were hunting a drainage and maybe you were into elk and then there, you know, you saw, you saw wolves or you knew that there were wolves in there, I guess one, one day or whatever, would you kind of, would you just move on to a different drainage? Are they going to, are they going to move the elk out for a few days? Um, 
The experience so far has shown they may not actually move them out, but they definitely, if it's um, archery season, they will clam up. They may just be moving into the denser timber, the denser brush, the north faces where they feel safer. You're not going to find them out in the openings as much. And then they will clam up um, myself and then some friends through the last few years first bugle of the morning you'll get a couple bulls to to pipe off you get all excited and then that lo and behold a couple minutes later you hear the old howl going and that's the last bugle you hear (laughs) and so um at that point you either start playing silent action which is really tough in this this dense country or jump into another drainage and start start a new game plan at that point. So I don't know that it will they'll run them out, but it'll definitely make them more secretive as to not give their location away. Okay, that makes sense. All right, good to hear from Ross as always. Um, so on next tip of the week, the 3D feature, I think everybody knows about the 3D feature. Um, there's been a, a few comments lately of like, you can't, when you save maps, why aren't they in 3D? Well, if you think of like, you know, a 2D map, it's basically an image. So you go to a 3D and it's like, it's a way, way bigger file than a 2D, like a picture basically. So it's really hard to save those in your phone. Probably wouldn't have enough space to like save a big area of 3D. So that's why you don't have 3D. But if you go into your settings and you can select 2D tilt, um, you can actually tilt while you're in 2D. Obviously not as great as 3D, but you can get a little bit of an idea of like, um, I use it for glassing points so I can tilt it and be like, all right, I should be able to see that from that glassing point. Like here's the direction and like, yeah, I, sh- I should hopefully be able to see it. Um, of course the 3d is like a giant part of my like pre-scouting or just like whenever I have service or in the field or whatever. But when we don't have service, um, I like that 2d tilt quite a bit. That's nice. So upcoming episodes, uh, we've got a meat care episode coming up. And yeah, then we'll see what else we can, we can get lined up, but that is, uh, coming up here, right. As you know, archery season, we kind of missed archery season, but as rifle season spins up, um, we're going to get that meat care podcast out. I think it should be pretty awesome. So we will, uh, talk to you guys on the next episode.